0: a phenomenal proving ground for many of the fastest-growing fintech plays in the world today. Okay, let's roll.
1: Hola. Hi. It is just so wonderful to see you again after a few years, but we always connected. Absolutely. And uh, I know for me, you're in my mind, you're always Mrs. Hong Kong. And I always thought, oh, well, a sort of civil servants, you always run an extra mile. So we're delighted to have you here this week. Thank you. And first of all, tell me, how has the week been for you, running around in Holland again? The week has been good. Uh, What I found is having events at the locations of the members, of the partners, it gives it that extra personal touch. It's a bit of figuring out how to get to each location, And I thought that uh, was actually a nice way to organize it. Yeah, and I I actually think it's also a sign of trust, because if you host people in your own house, you you show just that little bit more. Totally. Which brings me immediately on to Hong Kong FinTech Week, because that is drawing people into Hong Kong and you're welcoming us over there. So before we dive into the thousand bots, gives me a little bit of background. What can people expect if they go to vote Hong Kong Fintech Week? I think Hong Kong Fintech Week um, uh, for the first time uh, uh, after COVID fully uh, live again. So we hope to host around 35,000 uh, people for that week. There are five tracks. Uh, the, one of the main features is the global fast track competition. So, that, uh, we will have the finals and the global fast track, apart from a competition, is also a major business matching between fintechs and corporates. So, I hope um, everybody will come for that. Yes, absolutely. And then tell me a little bit more because there's also Singapore Fintech Week, there's Hong Kong Fintech Week. Um, why would Hong Kong be the preferred destination if I'm a fintech? I mean, obviously. If you want to be a global player and you're in fintech, you have to look at Asia because that's where the innovation happens. Particularly in payments. we know that. True. I think what we see very much, uh, we see Hong Kong and Singapore as complementary, right? From Singapore, uh, you serve Malaysia, Indonesia, uh, Thailand, Vietnam, and the Philippines, so 600 million. From Hong Kong, companies serve consumers and businesses in mainland China, Korea, and Japan. So I think these are really two complementary cities. They tend to be in the number three and four spots of international financial centers. Um, And one testament to the good cooperation is that the fintech weeks are organized uh, just uh, the one after the other. Yeah, so you could actually do both. You could do both. Yeah. I would advise everybody who's in the uh, process of thinking about Asia visit both places. Yeah. Talk with uh, talk with companies and and uh, form their own opinion. Yeah. Really. Complementary. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, give me a few examples because I know uh, having been to Hong Kong that some great companies are founded there, but for the People from Holland who are particularly interested in fintech, you know, can you give me an example of right. a success story? If we see there are a couple of um, uh, there are three u- fintech unicorns, one being Air Wallets, and um, the other one being ZA, also based here, also based That's here, fantastic. Yeah, uh, I love them. There is ZA International, uh, there is also with uh, an office in Hong Kong, which is ABN. yeah, so. I think uh, many companies are there. We have helped uh, with our team. Feedzai, uh, a big anti, anti, um, anti-fraud company, yeah. Portugal originally. So I would say a lot of, um, if you're a fintech and you want to conquer Asia, you're going to be in Hong Kong and in Singapore. And in Singapore. So, the elephants in Europe. Yes. We're friends, so I can talk to you about it. But... Literally. I mean, if I was a FinTech and I had little money to spend and you would say come to Hong Kong immediately, just because of the media, I would think, yeah, but what if I then build something and it's connected to China and I come back and everybody's against me. I mean, how would you point this? I would say um, so far, you know, uh, financial services is the bedrock of the Hong Kong economy. 22% of GDP. At the same time, also, Hong Kong plays a very, very important role for Beijing. Hong Kong is where uh, mainland Chinese companies learn international business 1.0. So it's seen as a conduit to go for SME, SOEs, state-owned enterprises, to go international. Um, And for Beijing, it's of vital importance to have two currencies, right? They have the renminbi, fully controlled, the Hong Kong, dollar, Hong Kong dollar, free floating and pegged to the U.S. dollar. Uh, I think Hong Kong still has a very privileged position uh, to help, where fintechs can not only serve the vast financial services yeah. sector in Hong Kong, they can also step into the mainland Chinese market. So I still, I think, still very much worth your while. Yeah, and then. Of course, for me, you are Mrs. Hong Kong, so there would be anything, Hong Kong, i just phone you up. But tell me a little bit more about the organization you work for and what what you can do for people. What we can do, I think, is make it easy. If you have uh, an Asia plan and Hong Kong is either the location you have chosen or one of the contenders, we can explain to you how to set up a company, are there any licenses you need? And if you need to be in touch with the regulator, we can put you in touch. We can set up that appointment, yeah. whether it's the Hong Kong Monetary uh, associate, uh, Authority or the SFC, the Securities yeah. and uh, Futures Committee. We can make those appointments. We can help you with all the practicalities of where do I find a good corporate service provider. Uh, we can make business contacts. We can help you with some PR. So we can help you with the work visa application. So I think you, as an entrepreneur, have a plan, and uh, we can a tell you how to make it work in Hong Kong, and b set all the wheels in motion. Okay, and all that for free. We yeah, government that's amazing. As you're part of the government, yep. tell us a little bit how you fit in the system, so people understand you're part of the European Union. In no, some degree, we are actually. Um, part of the Hong Kong Ministry of Foreign Affairs. So uh, there are 34 offices overseas, where 17 of our teams actually share an office with a Hong Kong government and trade office, and 17 teams are consultants, meaning they also have other clients. But with the 34 teams together, we cover the world. And in our head office, we have sector teams that die deep into the specific sector. Specific, specific sectors. And so you're our ambassador into Hong Kong, basically, Absolutely. for trade. We are... Uh, you can call us that. We can... We make it happen. I know that. I know <laughs> that. You're 24-7. Um, then, just going slightly back to uh, what you saw this week before we sign off and, and we turn it into a promotion, uh, what sort of caught your eye this week? What did you see in terms of companies or... Uh, ambience that you if, thought yeah i would love to take that back i saw that what i had uh heard but really the point was uh it once more how important uh, that the cyber security companies are in the Netherlands quite impressive with the Hague playing a key role yeah uh well Amsterdam still the biggest center for fintechs one with the lot of payment solutions and Obviously, the big ones like Molly and end yep. but also a lot of other players. And um, I see a very vibrant uh, FinTech ecosystem, with uh, also the the mentioned suggestion from the uh, Netherlands Foreign uh, Investment uh, Agency to maybe do something about uh, Netherlands-Hong Kong FinTech Bridge, which would be. I think an excellent idea. I think it'd be a good idea. And then finally, we talked a lot about funding as well. happiness funding is uh, has become tougher. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, are there also funding opportunities for companies? Like if I have an Asia plan and I go to Hong Kong and I go to Hong Kong weekend. Very often, it's easier to have a local funding partner for your local outreach. Are these opportunities that you can help with as well? There are a lot of funding opportunities. But you know, Connie, how it is. There's money, but how do I get in touch with the money? Well, exactly. We see a lot of... um, uh, I always suggest to companies, if you see anything that looks like a competition, take part. Because you'll invariably catch the eye of investors, right? Yeah. Another... A very successful formula is to enter into an acceleration program. Yeah. Because whoever is the organizer of the accelerator can be Accenture, can be the Hong Kong Science and Technology Park, can be one of the major banks. They will want to show their alumni our on great countries on stage. They want them on stage and they want to, to show them to investors. Yeah. So I think the money is there. And um, uh, I, I really. Invite companies to consider the Global Faster Program, sign up, you'll be on the radar of the corporate partners, and consider Hong Kong FinTech Week because you get a chance to talk to investors. Yeah, you're taking the words out of my mouth, but I wanted you to finish off with sort of encourage the grow and uh, the scale companies to sort of join your uh, virtual yeah. contest. And then, what is the website address? I'm sorry? What is the website address? The website address is. Um, uh, FinTech Hong Kong, and then uh, if you go, if you go to FinTech Hong Kong, you'll easily find Global Fast Track. You click through, and and you'll get there. Uh, a cup of tea or a beer, and and half an hour, and you uh, have signed up. Thank you so much, and uh, I hope to hear and read from you on how uh, Hong Kong FinTech Week is going. And uh, Peter myself, thank you. Take care. Pleasure.
2: Thank you uh, for joining me here. Uh, thank you for having me. We're really happy to have been able to to, to collaborate with you uh, with NCC uh, during Amazon Fintech Week. Uh, Likewise. I'd I'd love to learn a bit more about what you thought, uh, but we'll go to that later. Maybe first, um, maybe for people that don't know you and uh, NCC Group as well, can you
3: briefly introduce yourself? Yes, of course. Thank you, Don. Um, My name is Jacob Paolo. I am the Senior Account Manager at NCC Group. Um, Personally, I'm located in Amsterdam. Uh, We have an office and at ncc group we are a software escrow organization and now here you think uh, well you know what does it exactly mean what is software escrow and uh, normally i uh, like to explain it with uh, with an example so within ncc group we have two divisions right we have a software escrow division and we have a cyber division and i'm sitting here and representing our software escrow division and within that division we basically help organizations uh, predominantly financial institutions, also other sectors, but we're focusing more on financial institutions regarding safe keeping the business continuity for mission critical applications that's being supplied by third parties. So to give you an example how that really um, works in practice and in real life, so let's just say you have a tier one bank who makes use of a critical cloud banking platform yep. and they have outsourced the development and the hosting of the system in the cloud, and there is a third party supplier who makes the maintenance, who do all the updating and make sure that everything runs smooth sailing. Um, Now you have to ask yourself as a tier one bank, but what happens if something happens with my software supplier? What if the scale up, for example, doesn't get their Series B or Series C funding? What if they go insolvent? What does it mean for our business continuity? Can we still access our data? Can we still access our application? Are we then able to keep um, uh, our internal stakeholders and external stakeholders happy? Because it's a critical solution. So all those questions arises once you, you know, um, uh, outsource the services to a third party. And that's exactly what NCC Group Services come in. We make sure that we provide the bank with the assurance that should something happen with the software supplier, uh, a third party software supplier that is, that they have A, all the correct software materials, such as the source code, maybe the cloud environment, the data, but that they also have the knowledge required in order to access the application, to maintain the application, in the event that the supply is no longer left. And is it, does that it go as far as, let's say,
2: version management as well of different uh, sets of software? Because, for example, would the current version be corrupted one way or the other, that you could somehow uh, revert back to an older version? Or uh, and, and do you have kind of protocols to actually sort of look at the whole process end-to-end to safeguard indeed, you know, that you could uh, sort of deploy the software in any
3: kind of situation? Yeah, that's a good question. So in terms of version management, indeed, Uh, We have our own proprietary um, technology whereby we manage the the version of the software that we've received from the software supplier uh, and also to um, advise the end client, being the financial bank or financial institution in this particular case, to say, hey, um, be aware, dear financial bank, uh, financial institution, the the escrow deposit is now out of date, for example, three months, let's just make sure that will reach out to the software supplier and to receive an updated version for that. But likewise, also not only beneficial uh, SEC services for financial institutions such as bank, for example, but also um, for fintech organizations such as startups and scalers. Because more often than not, when you are a startup or when you're a scaler, you want to attract, you know, those big uh, tier, you know, one or two banks because they look good on your resume. They look good. On your on your portfolio but because you are a fintech organization because you're a startup or scale up you're inherently risky right because you've been on the market for only three years or only five years on only maybe you have only 20 or 30 people working on the payroll so the bank the big bank will go okay a uh, dear you know potential uh, a provider we want to select you but we are worried about your business continuity your ability to keep servicing us, what happens if you're no longer around? So in this particular case, we then work together with the FinTech uh, with the startup or the scale up, we work towards a solution that they can provide to their you know potential financial client, yeah. a bank for example, so that the bank is reassured and can take more risk and working together with the FinTech organization.
2: Yeah. So and do you
3: actually see that that works
2: in practice, so this de-risking concept? Do you see that it sometimes is a really requirement
3: for a financial institution to actually start working with a smaller firm, uh, yes, we see that more and more. Um, why? Because financial organizations such as banks and insurance companies alike, as well, they they see the benefit of working with a smaller technology provider, such as fintech or insurtech. Why? Because the fintech organization, a scale-up or startup, will you know run faster for the client. They will have you know, a higher satisfaction requirement, for example. And therefore, you know, that can contribute to a better service offering from the startup or scale up to the bank. A second component why a bank might consider a startup a scale up is also financial financial uh, competitiveness, for example, right? Um, in general, you know, the fee uh, can be quite you know more beneficial when working for you know from uh, a smaller supplier than for a bigger organization. So when, then you come with the de-risking part, and with the de-risking part, you say, well, we want to work with you, but we want to de- de-risk your solution. What can you provide us? And escrow, software escrow, can be a good, a good solution in that regard.
2: Yeah. Well, sir, I think it's interesting to also make a bridge to have some Fintech Week, where uh, you, together with, SEC uh, together with PDO, uh, host a session yep. about uh, Dora, that yep. you, the Digital Operational yeah. Resilience Act that yes. Europe is coming up with. Yeah. Um, where do you see the link between the, your offering
3: and the, that new, those new requirements? Uh, yeah, good question. Uh, so as we, you know, most of us know, on the 17th of January 2025, I believe, the Digital Operational Resilience Act uh, will come into effect. Yeah. So this means that all financial organizations who are commercially active in that sphere as to abide by it, and you know, for the ones who don't know, the, the, the DORA basically says, you know, you as a financial organization, you have to have contingency measures in place to be able to access your data, access your application. Um, that is critical. So, the bridge between the DORA and NCC Group basically is we provide the financial organization, such as a bank, for example, with the tools required to keep having access to their data keep having access to the application from a critical third party provider so when a regulator a dutch regulator for example dnb goes to a and say you know AB number we want to see what your plan is regarding your exit strategy if this cloud core banking platform goes you know out of the air can you show us what your plan is and ncc's escrow services can be a part of that plan whereby they say um, their regulator, this is the partnership with NCC Group. We will receive the source code, we will receive the login credentials to the cloud hosted environment so we can keep using and accessing our application should our critical software supply no longer be
2: around. So, but do you also see that that's uh, sort of do you have to adapt somehow uh, to actually sort of fit better into that framework, or do you see do you foresee that there's work also coming to your end? To, to, to make sure you, you,
3: you are directly making people compliant with the, the new regulation? That's a good question. Um, yes, there is some work to be done there. And so for example, um, one and a half years ago, approximately, we have assigned a team, a, compliance, a regu- regulatory compliance lead, one of my colleagues, Wayne Scott, who was also, I believe, yeah. present during the video um, yes. event, whereby we are dedicated to look at the requirements that the financial organization has regarding DORA, for example. We work together with their legal uh, 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 team, with their IT team, their project management team, to say, okay, you as a financial organization, what element of DORA and other regulations is relevant to you? And then we will go away to devise and design a solution that fits the financial clients, um, uh, that fits their strategy, but also, more importantly, that fits their risk framework because every yeah. financial client has a different risk framework, a different risk appetite, and that's how we try to uh, to cater for that.
2: Exactly. Um, and so I think that's uh, that's quite interesting to see how you. Uh, um, <laughs> um, so the. A bit of a, of but so, but the interesting part is, I think that that um, uh, so I think it's great to have been able to to host this session together with you because I, I found a lot of people were really happy to learn much more about this new regulation yep. and as well as the solutions that you could provide for it. Um, uh, but to take it also to a next step, I think uh, you're a your strong heritage with NCC Group. Uh, and uh, the Dutch market, uh, yep. and uh, based in Amsterdam, especially yep. originally from cybersecurity angle, I believe. Yep. Um, yeah. How do you see your presence here, and how do you sort of see the collaboration with the ecosystem? Uh, how, how do you see HC Group growing much more uh, in Amsterdam and looking oh, yes. for partnerships?
3: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I mean, we started on this journey to be, you know, more involved in the fintech community around. Uh, two, two and a half years ago, I think, when we also joined Holland FinTech, to first of all understand what their objectives are, understand what the sentiment is within the community, and only then to see what added value we can bring to the table. So um, it has been quite a journey, and we think uh, we have a a good idea what it is, uh, what the added value of NCC Group can be in this community, and hence also one of the reasons why we have set up a department dedicated on you know for this particularly um so what we're trying to achieve also within the eu we have expanded our eu team so previously we focused only on uh, mainland europe but now we expanded from mainland europe to the EMEA um, section because we see there is a bigger appetite and a bigger requirement from our new clients but also uh, sorry from our existing clients but also new clients in terms of navigating through this you know a storm of digital operational resilience and business continuity, and cloud and data, which can be very complex, big topics. Yeah. And we try to make it as easy as possible, but at the same time providing the solution to help them be more compliant and having access to the data when when required.
2: Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Was there anything that you particularly liked about uh, the, the Amsterdam fintech week, or anything that you? you you discovered, or a topic that was perhaps uh, more new to you, or that you just see is becoming important over the coming year.
3: Well, I think um, just generally speaking, um, every time that I attend, you know, a Holland FinTech organ- uh, event or an XFW uh, event or Money Twenty Twenty, you know, any financially related event here in Amsterdam, I get a increasing f- uh, feeling of, you know, a community whereby people are really. You know, um, able and willing to share ideas, share, you know, the ins and outs and the, the best practices so that we can all work to, you know, a, a more innovative uh, community, a more safe community. Financial, you know, sector is a very fast paced moving um, uh, uh, environment and it really helps if you have you know, your peers and, and also sometimes your competitors and partners to come together every once in a while during an X- XFW event or any other event and really help each other. So, you know, that is what is more becoming apparent to me and that is what I really enjoyed uh, yeah. also this time around. No, well, it's great to see as well that you have got, uh, I think you've got quite a young team here as well, yes. right?
2: In yeah. general, so you guys also like to go out and- Yeah, One you know, of the ways to actually make good, proper use of the network is actually to have a beer together and, exactly. and enjoy. So I hope that you also enjoy plenty of that during, uh, during this week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, anything you're particularly looking out for over the coming years So any developments that you're keen on are uh, you expect that the company will grow further uh or any new products to launch all, all, What do
3: we expect all of that and the above Don, all of that and so i cannot disclose anything yet as this point in time the only thing that i can say is um we have a massive opportunity um, both from mainland europe to EMEA but also for the rest of the world to really be you know, a partner for our clients. So we really come, you know, from a more transactional and process um, uh, kind of approach previously, Uh, but we now see that our customers are more and more asking for a partnership um, kind of approach. And that is also something that we will be keeping working on. We will expand that. We're expanding our Amsterdam team uh, here uh, at the Zuidas, we will be expanding also um, other geographies um, and other uh, avenues because you know there's constant development within the within the, uh, our financial organization's uh, client base and also in the IT. So there's there are many many good things to come. Definitely great.
2: Well, thanks. I'm really looking forward to that. So yeah. keep us posted, Thank and you. we'll make sure to give you a stage and get you connected to everyone who it relates to. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Thanks again for collaborating on that Tech Week. Uh, yeah, I was really uh, lucky. We're really happy to, uh, to have been doing that together with you. So look forward to the next one. Yeah, thank you very much.
0: Thanks. Thanks for listening to Breaking Banks Europe, a Provoke Media podcast in cooperation with Fintech Stage. Don't forget to tweet us out, shout out, or post to the team at Breaking Banks EU on Twitter. If there's something or someone you'd like to hear on our cast, let us know. See you next week on Breaking Banks Europe.